Hey friend, we just wanted to pop over and remind you of all of the freebies that we have on our website at hustlehumblypodcast.com slash resources. There are quite a few on there. They work for buyers and sellers, for your business, all different things you might need and all for free. Mm -hmm. Alyssa, which one is your favorite? My favorite freebie is the due diligence checklist. Oh, that's a good one and Mm -hmm. so impactful for your buyers. Mm -hmm. It's a great email template. It's a really good one. Uh, My favorite is probably staging checklist. Mm -hmm. I want my sellers to have those houses looking good. Yes, yes. So head over and see which ones you would like to download or get them all. Enjoy. This must be how Tanner feels when he talks to me is how I feel when I talk to you. What? I think I'm smart until I talk to you. He's like, (laughs) and then Tanner's like, how do you spell? (laughs) Whatever. He thinks he's smart until he talks to you. And he's like, "Uh, I don't know. I don't know how to spell that. I got it. Hi, y'all. Welcome to Hustle Humbly. It's Alyssa and Katie, and we are two top producing realtors in the Baton Rouge market. We work for two different companies where we should be competitors, but we have chosen community over competition. The goal of our podcast is to encourage you to find your own way in business. So stop comparing yourself and start embracing your strengths. Hi, it is, um, well, this is episode 41, and it is when life throws you a curveball. What do you do? What do you do? <laughs> I think that we had consistency in the original title. So there will be a little bit of talk of how do you survive consistently during a curveball? Right. Okay. Because we did an episode on consistency in your business. Yeah. So if you need a refresher on that one, go check out episode 19. Yes. And this will piggyback on that a little bit, but also give you some more specific tools that you can use. And we're also going to talk about some of the curveballs that you could get as an entrepreneur. Yes. And you got real jazzed about this in last week's recording. Um, So people who listen to The Bare Necessities should be um, interested in what you've got to say. You were getting real, real excited. I have good notes. Perfect. What you got? Well, I think we should start off with your list of potential curveballs that could happen. I got you, girl. What are we even talking about right now? Well, when you think about, I think this really spawned out of our current situation. We are recording on April 20th, and we are still in quarantine, involved in a global pandemic. So I think that's a serious curveball, right? Yeah, I haven't even like gotten to record in your house in weeks. Weeks, I know. So um, I think... Any sort of economic crash, a market issue, so like any sort of global um, emergency, uh, even like where we are, we have hurricanes or things that like throw you off, like act of God. So um, I think those are curveballs for sure. You don't even Mm -hmm. see some of that stuff coming. So like a weather related issue, um, obviously a pandemic, something that you you couldn't have even possibly thought was going to happen. Um, babies, kids, yep. sickness, mm-hmm. sickness for you, sickness for your kids, sickness for a parent, um, obviously death, summer break, school breaks. I mean, you mm-hmm. know, anything that's going to throw the curveballs, anything's going to throw off your schedule pretty much, um, is going to be a curveball, right? So yeah. anything that's going to affect your routine or affect your mindset, you know, like even a mental health issue, like depression or just Anything that you weren't prepared for or whether you knew it was coming or not, uh, just something that's going to throw off your system, your routine. Yeah. So today we're talking about how to get through these things while still having a business. Yeah. 
And I think that this is especially important for the solo agents out there. The only time I sometimes wish I had a team is when something like this happens or when I want to take a vacation and like not bring my phone. Yeah. But yeah. Um, there are ways that you can prepare for things yeah. and the way that you run your business. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think like what we were talking about last week, sometimes you have to pair back to the bare necessities when you're dealing with a curveball. So it just start from the basics, remove as much fluff as you can. And sometimes when things come to a screeching halt, like if you're sick, you need to just have a, a backup plan, like a plan B. Who is your support Mm -hmm. system? Where are you going to send those buyer or seller requests? What if you had a closing scheduled or something that you needed to be present for? Like whether or not you're on a team, you really need to find a partner who is willing to trade that service with you. So if they have an issue or emergency, or if you have an issue or emergency, who, who, like there's to be a human to help you. Like yeah, that's why I think your office is so important. Like, yeah. who do you have in your office? And like, I just love my office so much. I know. And um, if if it's a smaller office, and you know, maybe you don't really know the other agents, your broker, like, are they yeah. willing to help you out? Yeah. Um, so having that, having those relationships for when something comes up, you yeah. know that you have someone that you can call. I think this is probably a conversation that you need to have when you choose a broker or with your yeah. current broker and just say, hey, listen, what is what are my options if I'm in an emergency? Like, are you like who's gonna handle it? Because I know some people when they're new, big or small office, are not comfortable with all the agents there at first. So they don't know someone closely enough to walk up to them and be like, Hey, if I get sick tomorrow, can you help me out. I mean, like, mm-hmm. I think that that's, you take it straight to your broker. Just say, Hey, listen, what is the process for an emergency or a sickness? Or like, if I need help, who, who do I go to? Who's going to help me? And I promise you, your broker wants you to succeed because that's their mm-hmm. success. So right. I think that's the best place to start with that. Um, this also states a case for not being a one man show, like an actual yeah. broker owner. It's just you. Yeah, that's rough. You might have all the money, but you also have all the responsibility. Yeah, it's a lot to do. I don't, yeah, I don't even know. I mean, I will, for example, I've gotten a referral in the last year from an agent outside of our market, but nearby who was handling a buyer here. And then her husband got sick and she was, she could no longer make that hour drive to do the showings. Mm -hmm. And so she sent me the referral And I mean, sometimes that's what you got to do. Like if there's no one in your office that can help you, you might end up having to refer out some business and just take whatever, 25%, 30%, whatever you can get. Um, It's better than losing the client altogether. And sometimes you're not going to have a choice. Yeah, absolutely. I know when um, it's kind of knowing your limits and knowing what is going on in my life. Where am I in life? Where am I in my business right now? Where am I with my mental health, my physical health? Like you have to know your capabilities and like my close friends know that when I was pregnant with Haven, which obviously we, we planned for Haven and we knew we'd have kids one day, Yep. but I was still terrified and I just thought that, you know, I was the main, you know, breadwinner of our household and I just had a lot of anxiety about having a baby I did and what that was going to look like as a solo agent. I know. And for nine months, I freaking planned and planned and assigned people and asked people for help. (laughs) And I tried to get everything as like 
clean and understandable as possible. And it, it didn't need all of that. No. It was not that bad at all. Right. But I, that was something that I knew was coming that I could prepare for. Yep. Um, and then even just like, uh, let's see, I guess two years ago, my mom got diagnosed with breast cancer. And it was like the busiest summer months and she was having surgery and all these things. And mm-hmm. I was just like, I want to be present for things. And like, I want to go sit with her at chemo and like what... And at that time, I didn't delegate things away. Yeah. I just stopped doing some of the extra fluff yeah. during that time. Yeah. Like in our last episode, we talked about the bare necessities. And then we talked about the things that are just nice to have. Yep. And there are just some things that I said right now, this is not going to be a priority this summer. Yep. Um, and honestly, it didn't really affect my income. Right. It didn't affect my volume. Right. Um, to take a break from those things. Yeah. For a, a period of time. Yeah. I mean, and look, it's nice that you were able to prepare for having a baby. I think that I did the same, like, you know, for the nine months leading up to having a baby. Like, okay, how do I prepare? Like, who's going to take over? Um, I didn't have someone take over for a long time as far as physical in-person appointments, probably two to four weeks at most. Mm -hmm. And then I just sort of handled them and would have, you know, my mom or a family member would come watch the baby while I did my in-person appointments. Um, yeah, that's very similar to what I did. But I guess, yes, you got to strip away all the fluff whenever you're dealing with something like that. And honestly, my business was impacted. I I don't want Mm -hmm. to like lie to people and say, when I had a baby, all was well. I just like made it work. It, it, I think it dropped in half that one year. Yeah. I'm going to look up the, um, that's why I got my folder out. I want to look up the numbers for y'all. Um, Mm -hmm. it, it was a big, it was a big difference. So I also think people need to be realistic in that if you have something going on, it, it, it's very likely going to impact your income. It doesn't have to come to a halt, but Mm -hmm. you have to be maybe prepared. I think that's why having some money in reserves would be good. Like it's just, oh gosh, yeah. and it's hard. I'm not like a super good financial planner and I know you're a really good one. Um, it's tough. Like, I think that we all are probably feeling that right now because of what's going on. Like what, what if you're living, you know, close to close or paycheck to paycheck Mm -hmm. and something, something outside of your control slows it down. Yeah. I mean, I think it's certainly something to evaluate, you know, where, how am I living my life? Yep. What if something happened yep. that disrupted that? Would yeah. I be able to afford my right. lifestyle? Maybe I'm living above my means. Maybe I need to put more in savings. Yep. But those are all things that you can do to prepare for a curveball. Yeah, for sure. I mean, you have to think too. Like I was around, I got my license in 2005. So 2006 here was great because of Hurricane Katrina and, and how things moved here. And then it's by eight and nine when we were having like serious issues, like with the you know, recession and everything, our business still stayed pretty consistent. But then we had like the, you were probably around by this time when the oil spill happened. That affected our business here. Like, so some things that some people are going to have to move regardless. And some people are going to, these things are going to affect it. Like economic conditions. If you lose your job, you're not going to buy a house. No. So, I mean, you got to kind of be prepared for, shoot anything at this point Mm -hmm. who knows what's going to happen well that's kind of what was funny about like say this COVID outbreak we didn't really know the quarantine was coming it kind of all happened fairly quickly Uh 
And there was no preparation time. And I'll say for about a week, I was like in a funk. I didn't really do anything. Uh-huh. I didn't know what to do. And then I realized, hey, you got to do, <laughs> do something. You can't just be in a funk. And then I did and everything was fine. Yeah. But like you have to allow yourself some grace uh-huh. to realize the situation, absorb what's yes. going on around you. And instead of doing things that are redundant, like actually taking the time to focus on the things that you need to do. Yes. Oh my gosh, for sure. Don't. Don't spin your wheels on some, or like maybe that's the time you need to fire clients that are not good for you or that are sucking right. your time that are never going to buy. Like now's the time to make those decisions. If you have to cut fluff, then cut the stuff that's taking too much time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I know. I know. Well, I think kids are a funny one because you know they're coming <laughs> and you know, but like, we, but you can't prepare. <laughs> no, you can't prepare. You don't know. Are your kids going to need tubes? Are they going to get sick all the time? Like, are right. they going? How expensive are we talking? Right. Like, you just have no idea. Are they going to be easy or good sleeper? Are you going to be up all night and like you're miserable and you can't focus during the day because you didn't sleep? Like, it, right. Like, there's just so much. And I had to laugh because I think the, curveballs come in positive and negative ways to me. Like my kids went to school, like big school. And it was interesting because I got all this time back in the morning because they were going to school, like leaving the house at 710. But then I lost like the summer. It was just like, oh Lord, like these people are here all the time. Yeah, I don't, I don't know what to do with this. So the transition from daycare to big school had great pros and huge cons. Like it's just, And I'm still not totally adjusted to that. But like you just, like we said in a couple of episodes ago, we were talking about routines are changing all the time. When you have kids, your routines are changing all the time. Like your kid is about to stop taking naps. Right. Like as they get older, like they're just, it doesn't, it's just so crazy. But they're so sick when they're little. But when they're older, like my kids almost, I'm knocking on wood. They're almost never sick now. Yeah. So Like, it's just, it's really interesting. You have to just kind of weather those storms. Well, you have to be flexible. You have to have the mindset that things are not always going to go in routine. And how do you react when things do not go the way you want them to go and your routine gets messed up? Uh, Right. Well, you cannot Um, be strict with your routine. Like, you're going to have to be able to be flexible for sure. And that's just real estate in general. Yes. That's even when there's no curveball. That's what I was about to say. Because you're the seasonal part of it is like your routines are totally different, you know, in the busy season than they are in the slower season. I, yes. Now, another thing to be careful about when a curveball comes is the comparison game will rare, rear its ugly head like worse than ever. Yeah. Um, because maybe you're sitting at home with a newborn and you see someone else killing it and crushing it. Or maybe everyone is sitting at home because it's COVID and you see some agents doing really amazing, yeah. fantastic virtual posts and you're not. Um, or maybe it's like hurricane season and you're sitting at home not doing anything and yeah. some other realtor out there is doing some really great content and you're just like, right, man, I'm just not doing well. Um but you have to be really careful with your mindset during the curveball yeah. because what yeah. happens is people say, well, if I can't do one thing, I'm not doing anything. That's the problem. I'm, I quit. I just give up. They give themselves no grace. Right, right. And they give themselves uh-huh. no leeway yep. to just deal with the situation the way that they need to. Yep. 
and they see what they think are other people doing this perfectly. Yep. And nobody's doing it perfectly. No, and you don't need Nobody. to do it perfectly. There's no, no one is going to come check you to make sure that you did it all. But if you just shut down, I think that's what happens. If you're in a curveball and you just shut down, then you can't expect that your business is going to keep running. Right. Like that's Absolutely. when the consistency comes in. Like if you're not, and I think what's interesting, and I have found this, and I wrote a, I wrote down a quote for this one, what you focus on multiplies. Mm, like if yeah. you're in a bad place or you're sad or something bad is going on and that's all you read about and that's all you think about and that's all you worry about, you your brain doesn't have room for prosperity or real estate or happiness. It's just going to keep giving you more of that. And then if you, I mean, it just seemed like when I had kids, if I am in a heavy kid thing, like we're doing a lot of school stuff or we're doing a lot of outside, like I can see when I get all in family versus when I'm all in real estate. And if you, yes. you have to find a way to be focused on a little bit of both. Yeah. Even in a no cur- perfect balance. There's no, no. You know, perfectly even scales and every day uh-uh. looks different. You know, it's just, it's really tough. One thing I wrote down, I was listening to this um, she's a health and fitness coach. Her name's Emily Goff, but she talked a lot about how momentum is so important yep. when you're trying to stay consistent and how momentum starts off really small. Yes. Like momentum is something that's small and grows and goes and goes and goes. And so whenever you're hitting that curveball, the question you need to ask yourself is like, what is the next thing? Yeah. Like, what is the first step Uh I need to take? Maybe that first step is to just send one email out to all my clients just so they have heard from me. Yeah. Yeah. Just, just pick one thing because what happens is people pick so many things Uh that it would be impossible for anybody to accomplish that. Yeah. And they may do seven of the 10 things, Uh but then they just are self-loathing at themselves because they didn't do all 10. They did. Right. It kind of goes back to a completed over perfect. Yeah. Done is better than perfect. Yeah. Just done is better than perfect. Just do something. Start small because the baby step, accomplishing the baby step, accomplishing that first little thing will make you want to do the next thing. Because you're in like an energy builder. Yes. You're in a positive momentum instead of in a stagnant or a decline. You did one good thing, focus on that, do the next good thing. Like, and then you're all of a sudden the train is rolling again. Like you're not, you're not stuck. Just keep going. Yes. Yeah. Just, I, even if it feels like you're not doing anything, you are just do yes. one thing. Go back to what you need to do. I wrote this quote down that goes perfectly with that. Consistent action creates consistent results. Mm. I mean, you just mm-hmm. got to, but action, not thinking about, although I do think thinking about it will help you. <laughs> Like, but you've got to actually do something. It doesn't have to be big. Hello, friends. Hi, all. Our template course has launched. It's out there. And we have been getting some really positive feedback. Yes, I have some great feedback I wanted to share with you guys. Um, We had one purchaser say, thank you for these templates. As a new agent, I feel it would have taken me years to create these on my own. That's awesome. I know, it's so great. And then I had, these are so incredibly helpful. What a great investment. Thank you for your time and efforts putting these together. I think that... You guys, this is the answer to saving yourself some time. It it helps you put systems in place. It keeps you professional. It keeps you consistent. 
it just makes everything run so much smoother. So much smoother. You're never going to forget to tell somebody something. No, because this it's covers, all there. It's all there. And you're going to edit it to make it sound like your voice if you'd like. And it's going to be perfect for your business. Yeah. So go check out our template course. Yes. At hustlehumblypodcast.com. Perfect. Okay. Enjoy. Enjoy. Bye. So I don't know if there, there's probably, I'm sure, an actual study out there somewhere, and this probably has like a name for it. But it's the idea that when people plan and say, okay, this happens a lot with New Year's resolutions, 2020, I'm going to, you know, run 20 miles and I'm going to r- talk to 20 people and I'm going to write 20 letters yep. and I'm going to do all these things. Um, the planning of it makes you, you like get high off of it. Yeah. And you're like excited and you, it, it almost satisfies the urge to actually do it, <laughs> to actually do it, that you never do it. Right. So like it happens a lot in health and wellness, you know, mm-hmm. starting how many times have we said Monday, Yeah. I'm going to work out four days a week and I'm going to drink a gallon of water a day. And then you never actually do it. But the planning of it was enough for your mindset to think your urge. It satisfies your urge and then you never actually do it. I don't like that. How do we get over that? Momentum. Oh, well there you go. One get one little thing done. There were a few things that when they were like okay, for example, during this downtime of COVID, I have been thinking like what are some things I need to do differently. Yeah. Um and but I found myself saying I'm going to do these video yes. email series yes. and I'm going to get better at Instagram oh my and God, I'm yes. going to do this and that and I'm going to not work on Thursdays and I'm going to, okay, that's great, Alyssa. Right. Mm-hmm. You don't set yourself up for yeah. disappointment, Yes, you know? Yes. And so there's a few oh things God, that they said you so need to funny. consider when making these plans. Okay, tell us. Number one, upfront energy. Okay. What is the upfront energy cost that I have to give to this plan? Okay. And do I have it? Right. Do I have do it to I give? Do I have the time and energy to work out five days a week? Yeah. And if I don't, if this is important to me, what needs to go so right. I can add? Okay. It's not all about just like, I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that. Mm-hmm. Like, if this is really what's important to you, Something's got to go because yeah. you don't have time. Right. Um, so you have to be honest okay. about your time. I like it. It's, that's hard to do. So okay. evaluate your energy. All right. Evaluate your time. Okay. Um, I'm taking notes. I like this. Yeah. I was like, this is amazing. This is so good. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I wish I could read my handwriting. Okay. Well, while you're looking at that and we're talking about evaluating and wanting to do all the things. I shared a post from Sarah Blakely this morning. Sarah Blakely is the delightful CEO owner of Spanx. Okay. Okay. And her and she has four kids and they're all pretty young. And she says, happy Monday. At the beginning of quarantine, my list of how I was going to spend my time was so long. Write a book, relearn guitar, organize the house, create photo albums of family highlights by year, invent something that will clean our oceans, teach the kids something new every day, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, She says, by the way, that was part of my actual list. Like she wrote these things down. Anyway, reality hit hard and and now my goal is just to keep the children alive. 
hang in there to all in quarantine with small children and to the rest keeping yourself alive and well enough of go- it is a goal during this time too like just just it doesn't have to be all the things right like if right. you're in a season with a curveball keep yourself alive and well maybe that's a win yeah oh my gosh it's funny okay can you read your notes now um no well some of it was i'm just trying to you know pick out the stuff that is good for what we're talking about. I, I wrote down support system and we kind of touched on it already and asked for help. And I feel like we almost blew by that, but a lot of us mm. are not okay with asking for help, even from our spouse, even from right. our children. Like my kids are now doing the dishes and it's not really awesome. asking for help, but it sort of is. It's like, you yeah. know what? You're, y'all are all here making dishes three times, like so many more dishes. I can't even believe Quarantine dishes are out of hand. Yeah, we w- we actually went to paper plates. <laughs> Stop. That's terrible. It's been amazing. No, you need to do it. That's terrible. Next time you're at the grocery store, pick up a pack of 100 for like $3. Just like I'm taking a, I'm taking a break. Life. Well, look, there you yeah. go. When life throws you a curveball and you just can't keep up, maybe it's time to bring in the paper plates. So the biggest thing that people, the, re- the biggest reason people cannot keep up with consistency it's because the moment that they stumble one time, they quit. This is the thing they with say, diets. Yes. It's, this is so health and fitness related yes. as well as business related. And the problem is, you know, you can't go from 0% to 100%. No. It's just not going to work. Well, you can't expect um, yourself to be functioning at 100% even on the best of days. I mean, that is an unrealistic expectation. So it goes back again to done is better than perfect. But like if you are a perfectionist, and I totally get this, I struggle too. And you feel like you don't want to send out the postcard because it's not perfect. You don't want to make that social media post because it's not perfect. You don't want to call your past client because you're not sure what to say and you need to do a bunch of research before you call them. That's all crazy. Like it's not necessary. Send a text and said, says, hey, hope you're doing okay. (laughs) Guess what? Done. 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 Make the social media post with no caption. Not that I I think that's the best way to do it, but just do it. Like, And I think it will build the momentum. So exactly what you're mm-hmm. talking about. Make one and you've got momentum. Make one phone call. Make one text message. So they were saying that mindset-wise, it's also important to have the big picture. Yeah. So let's just use um, diet because it's an easy analogy. Yeah. But it, so say you're like, I'm going to like not eat carbs, okay, or not eat sugar, whatever. Well, then lunch rolls around and you eat dessert. And you're like, well, I failed. So then at dinner, you, you're like, well, I already failed today, so I'm just going to eat whatever I want. Yep. But there's always going to be another choice. Yeah. So like say you messed up at lunch. You have another opportunity at dinner. Yeah. And at dinner, you can say, well, I messed up at lunch, so I'm just going to mess up again and say forget it, or right. you're going to make a better choice. Right. And at the end of that day, maybe you don't feel so great. Even if you made a good choice at dinner, you still are like, I messed up at lunch. So the question is not, how was your day? But the question will be, how was your week? Yes. Yes. So what if you only messed up like four times in a week? Yeah. Like that's, that would be amazing. But if we're not looking at it that way, right. if we're so focused on the short-term failure of what you didn't do yeah. or did wrong. Well, then you're just starting um, with negative momentum. 
Yes. And you're going to go backwards. Yeah. Like you're going to fall off the bandwagon harder than even before. For sure. It reminds me of when my kids were very little and I still have to remind myself about this today. It's the same exact principle. Children, especially little ones, like under five, they eat differently every meal, right? Like one meal, they eat a bunch. Mm -hmm. The next meal, they eat nothing. Maybe 10 meals, they eat hardly anything. And then all of a sudden my kid would be eating three sandwiches at one sitting and they're two years Mm -hmm. old. And then I read it where it was like, you don't have to worry on each meal. You just need to look at the total of what they're eating in a week. So it's the same principle. Like why we get overly focused on what's right in front of us and we don't look at the big picture and we're just like, oh, same thing. I failed on this meal. I can't go back to my diet now. It's all for none. I'll have to wait till next Monday and start again. Like that is just something we tell ourselves because we are putting too much pressure to be perfect. Yeah. Um, another thing with consistency is that like, say I'm like, okay, May 1st quarantine's over. These are the things I want to implement. These are all new things. Yeah. And none of them have been developed into a habit yet. The only habit I have right now is staying home. Right. Like how long did we even said that stat somewhere about how long it takes for something to become a habit. And if you're trying to implement like five new things, 10 new things after this quarantine, it takes like 90 days. Some of every them, I day, think it was like 260. It was like 260 yeah, yeah, yeah. days for a it hard was. one. If it was it like was. a hard one. Yeah. And like, so then you like start and you don't finish and you don't do it. And it's because it was never a habit. Yep. Yeah. Um. So maybe, you know, do the bare necessities. Mm-hmm. Pick one thing. Yeah. So you want me to tell you what my one thing is going to be? Yes. Oh my gosh. Yes. Uh, my one thing that I want to implement, and I'm starting it during quarantine, I'm not waiting till May 1st, okay. is every two weeks, uh-huh. I want my sellers to get a market update video from me. Love it. On their subdivision. Love it. Not like all of Baton Rouge, but like, mm-hmm. hey, in Santa Maria, there's three new listings in the last two weeks. Mm-hmm. Two of them are priced higher than us. One of them is priced lower. I saw this one over here went pending. Yep. That kind of surprises me because I thought we would sell before this one. Mm-hmm. So maybe we need to reevaluate something that's personal yeah. and specific to them and they can see my face and hear my voice. Will you do it on a specific day? I would like to do every other Monday. Okay. I like it. I have it on my calendar. I feel like I could do all listings within maybe an hour and a half. Yeah. Um, maybe less once I like get good and right. you know, figure it out. Well, and it doesn't have to be long. No, no, no. This I want it to each one to be under five minutes. It's more gonna be getting the research done. Yeah. Yeah. Um, for each listing and knowing the data that I want to share. Yeah, I like that. But I think um, that's amazing. That's like the one thing that I really want to get better at. Okay. I like it. I don't have a thing. I kind of do have a thing. I think I'm going to set like some more restrictive and held to business hours. Okay. Like a real, these are the business hours and it, it would be hard for me to say yes outside of those hours. Yeah. So we'll see. We'll see how it goes. Because right we'll, now I don't we'll have report to report back. <laughs> yeah. Let's report back. We need, that's what you also need, an accountability partner. Like a real one. Yeah. Because when I was listening to notes on consistency, people are sometimes other people's. Oh, like. Uh, nemesis? No, no. It's um, sort of like a enabler. 
But yes, yes, he said. Right. So like me and you say, hey, we're not going to ever eat sugar again. Right. And then we go eat sugar together and laugh about the fact that we said we're never going to eat sugar again. Right. Right. Or I'll be like, like come on, eat that sugar. Like, right. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like you really need someone that, you know, isn't going to put you down and shame you, but wants to encourage you and doesn't just laugh it off and say, oh, well, we tried. Right. They, wanna, they like want you, you to get a back. Real partner. Yeah. They want you to get back on the horse when you fall mm-hmm. off. Yeah. Mm-hmm, for sure. Uh, mm-hmm. Okay. Do you have anything else about, I think, I think we need to also say that when you're having a curveball, you have to give yourself grace. I have that written down in four different <laughs> ways well, in my notebook. Because that's the problem. We we hold ourselves very, we hold ourselves almost too accountable, I think. Like if you had an accountability partner, you know what I have found? Because I've been you working with an accountability partner in the last few months before this too. Um, and I have found it to be so helpful in that it'll be like, hey, this is where I failed. And we both failed. And we're trying to do different things. We're in different fields. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. it's fine. But um, this is where I failed. And this is where I succeeded. And they celebrate your success and try to give you like some tips or maybe just say, hey, try this with what you failed on or let me know next week if you do that. And I think that just giving yourself grace is the hardest thing that we learn. Like we just can't figure out how to like be okay. It might be one of the hardest things in my life. Yes. That is like a big thing to say, but I am so hard on myself. Yeah. I don't really know how I'm making it. <laughs> like, I don't know how, as hard as real estate is, I'm surprised with as much as I struggle with that, that I'm okay. Yeah. <laughs> I guess I've just found ways to cope with it. That's right. We're all, we're I all just doing think, the like, best we can. This podcast has helped with that. Because oh my God, so much. It's allowed me to just put it out there. Like, I'm not perfect. Right. I mess up. There are things I wish I did that yes. I don't do. <laughs> and now everyone knows. So there's no, there's nothing you have to hide from. You can just, yeah. you can just be, good. you can be flawed. It's okay to be I'm flawed. flawed. That's what, flawed. nobody wants to be friends with someone who's appears to be perfect anyway. No. Oh, okay. Another thought. Carry on. Again, kind of back to diet and exercise, but let's put it in business perspective. Okay. So poor health. Uh-huh. Poor health, uh-huh. gaining lots of weight, health complications. Yes, takes a lot of time. Yes, it takes a lot of time for the poor health to develop. Yeah, it's not like one day you're fine and the next day you wake up and you're not. Right. Um. In this scenario, okay. I know that there are things that could happen, but <laughs> right, you could have a heart attack. But okay, this that's not what we're talking about. So a 21 day diet isn't going to fix it. No. Just like if you have, if your if your business, if your systems are in place and your database isn't organized and you have people not saved and so many things, you're not going to be able to fix it in like a week. No. It's going, and even, even if you're implementing the things that you said you would, it's going to take tweaking yeah. along the way. Yeah. So I even had just changed a f- uh, the way I was doing a few things now that we're all virtual. And I was like, okay, this is good. This is a good system. And after a week, I was like, no, no, that doesn't work because I'm doing it twice because I'm doing it here. So it's like, even after you implement these fantastic ideas, it's still the the new system has to be tweaked and fixed and what's working and what's not working. 
Um, so it takes time to get to a bad place and it takes time to get out of a bad place to a new place. Oh, I do have one more little thing. Well, let's hear it. So when I was listening to this uh, coach talk, she said, if you do 80% of what you say you're going to do, it's considered like master status. Wow. No way. Only 80%. And here we all are striving for 100% perfection or we're not going to do anything. Yes. Oh my gosh. Well, that's a good point. It's good to know that 80% gets you master status. I mean, that obviously, you know, aim aim high, but give yourself grace yes. whenever you you don't make it all the way. I think that's amazing. What a good and helpful tidbit that is. Yeah. And that's from like a coach who's really hard on people saying that. Right. I love it. That's really good. Oh, my Mm -hmm. goodness. That's amazing. Okay. Do you want to do the toast? I would like to toast an agent in my office named Irene. Love it. And what I love about Irene is that she's just so positive and she's a hard worker and she's newer. You know, I think she's been in the business a few years in my office, but um, she recently during this quarantine worked on uh, finalizing her buyer and seller checklist and just getting some of her systems in place. Yeah. And she emailed it to me and a bunch of other people when she was finished and said, hey guys, I've just been working on this and y'all helped me and I just wanted to help y'all. So if if y'all need this, I just wanted to share it. That's so nice. And I thought that's just the nicest thing. And the other thing I love about her is that, um, well, she loves dogs and (laughs) that's, you know, I love that. That's right. But at the end of every closing, she asks her clients which charity she would like they would like her to make a donation to. Oh, that's nice. And so every um, closing that she has, she donates $100 to charity. Oh, wow. That's so and great. And then she, it's nice because she shares it on her social media saying like, hey, this client chose this charity and oh. this is what, and it's just neat. Yeah, you know, I, I love just, that. I just love Irene. Oh, and that's awesome. I'm, Good job, Irene. Yeah, she's, it's funny how this quarantine makes me, like, miss the office. It makes me want to be there more right. after this. Right, No, No kidding. No I kidding. I miss my people. I know. Well, a toast. Cheers to Irene. She sounds like she's doing an awesome job. Cheers, Irene. We love you. Yay, love you. Bye. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Hustle Humbly podcast. Let us know who we should toast to for the next episode. Be sure to follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Hustle Humbly Podcast. If you have an episode, topic, or question, please email us at hustlehumblypodcast at gmail.com. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast and leave a review. See you next week. Bye. This is the good life.